0: A podcast that helps promo pros gain an edge in the social media realm. I'm digital content director Vinnie Driscoll, and on this episode, I'm joined by a panel of promo folks for an in-depth roundtable discussion about social media and trade shows. What's the best way to leverage it for your promo business? What are some of the roadblocks to effective use? We're going to be covering all that and more. Welcome everyone to the show. Hello.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: I'm excited for this conversation. Um, you know, if you're watching live, please feel to dro- feel free to drop comments and questions and join the conversation. Um so before we get started, I want to just go around and have everyone introduce themselves uh, briefly. Um, let's start with you, Kelly.
2: All right, uh, my name's Kelly Walters, and I work for Stalls, and I've actually been in um, apparel decorator, Promo world for about 12 years almost 13 actually it's crazy 2023 is is here um really weird to talk about but i have um essentially worked in multiple different facets of this industry from apparel, the actual decoration side of it um, where I'm at now and then I've been um, the person that had the boots on the ground going after those businesses trying to get promo products in their hands and now I'm on the content and education side for stalls and it's crazy that we're just here at this point. so thanks for having me. Awesome
0: welcome Kelly. Um, all right Bill.
1: Yeah. uh, I'm Bill Petrie. I'm the founder and creative director at Brandivate, which is a full-service marketing, branding, and advertising company uh, in the industry. And I'm also the co-founder of Promocations, which is a company I started with my friend, Josh Robbins, who's also in the promotional products industry to try to shake up the way networking is done in our industry. And I am sad to admit I've been part of this industry for 22 years. So I don't know if silver can beat me on that, but I might be the resident old fart. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out soon enough Meg you're oh. up next
3: well while I haven't been in as long as Bill it's, <clears throat> it's almost been 19 years for me I just had to pull up the old calculator real quick so 19 years started off as a very small distributor but actually was like fastest growing distributor two years in a row and then came over to the supplier side and man this is where I belong I love being able to like just be so hands on with the distributors and they've all become my friends um, so the last seven years, I've been at SNS Activewear. I have a podcast on the Promo Corner called The Industry Insider. I'm uh, on the Promo Cares Board of Do Gooders, and um, yeah, I do a lot, I guess, just all over you, the place. You are a do gooder
0: <laughs> indeed. All right, Mitch. Last but not least.
4: All right. So uh, yes, it is true. I'm the old man on the call. 25 years of experience, and I have the hairline to prove it. Uh, I did just pull out my high school calculator. Everyone, look at this. TI30, nice. And it says 25. So that's how many years I've been here. So that's how I knew I had to look down at the calculator. Uh, I am vice president. Uh, I do sales and marketing here at printable. We are a, a distributor in Chicago. i uh, been doing this for a while and I love what I do. I love the marketing side. I love the sales side. And as it relates to our podcast today, I oversee the social media team, which is an amazing group of people here. And uh, a lot of the things I'll share today are things that they helped me put together the thoughts about. So uh, you have that to look forward to. And uh, we're excited to be here and um, share what we can.
0: Awesome. Kelly, can you believe you and I are like the youngsters on this, on this panel? I've been here. I know.
2: I love it, though. Because, yeah. I mean, there's always, there's always something to learn. So I mean, hey, I'll take it all in.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I've been here 15 years. So I'm a little bit more than you, uh, Kelly. But yeah, uh, a lot of knowledge on this. <laughs> on this panel, um, which is one of the reasons I reached out to the four of you. Um, I feel like this is a topic that I've only really become cognizant of within the last five, seven years when I started to go to shows, because I never used to go to the ASI shows when I first started at ASI. But once I started going, I noticed that there was an incredible lack of social media presence, uh, both from uh, the supplier and the distributor side. So. I thought that as we are one month away from trade show season for 2023 starting, this was a conversation I feel that was important to have and really talk about how businesses in our industry can leverage social media um, at the trade shows. Um, Because right now, yes, there are some um, businesses that do that and there are businesses that do it well. But for the most part, I feel like there's a lot of improvement. There's a lot of people that could jump on this. And we're going to have that conversation now about, you know, why it's not happening. What what can people do? So let's get into the first question that I really wanted to um, discuss. Which, you know, I, I talked about how trade shows, you know, it's, it seems to be like, you know, this is the an awesome place for social media. It's like a match made in heaven. But our industry shows don't really seem to indicate that relationship. Why do you think that is? I'm going to start with you, Bill, on this one.
1: Uh, okay, great question. Uh, I, you know, suppliers, I don't think have really found a way to truly galvanize action on show days. They do such a great job leading up to shows. We're going to be at this show. This is our booth. Please come by and say hi. Have a cookie. You know, it's great. But they don't, I don't think most suppliers do a great job on show day. They don't do things like come to our booth between X and Y and get Z. They don't have any specific calls to action that make a distributor, and let's face it, most distributors come to large trade shows without a plan. They're just gonna start at one end, go up and down the aisles and so on and so forth. So when they get to your booth, yeah, that's great, but they're very rarely going to deviate from the model that they have, which is you know the zigzag up and down the aisle. So you have to give people a real reason to come see you. And so I think we miss I think suppliers really miss out on that. I think it's something I think both ASI and PPAI have done a great job over the last couple of years of really trying to have little pop up events that are in specific areas at specific times. But from a supplier perspective, there, there's just no, no real reason to deviate from a plan that a distributor has on show day. I think they, they've struggled with that.
0: Okay. Um, Meg, I want to hear your input on this.
3: <laughs> well, I, I agree with him. And I think people almost don't want to get out of the, their own way. And they're in their own way. They don't realize it. So I know s kind of sat back and, and aren't doing as many trade shows as possible. Um, I'm sorry. They aren't doing as many trade shows next year. Um, so I wanted to maximize our footprint at those trade shows. Um, what we did was we just exhibited at Promotions East in, when was it? Um, June? Well, now June. October. What am I saying? Goodness, gosh. So we had changed the date from June to October and leading up to it, we had been working behind the scenes for two years prior trying to curate this new trade show. And we used a lot of social media to kind of get that point across because leading up to this show, the show had kind of died off. It wasn't a show that people really were interested in attending or exhibiting at. And we kind of had to prove to them um, of why it was different, why it was new, why it was going to be worth their time to show up. Um, And we really had to, the only way we could do that was through social media because, you know, Sagny can send out as many emails as they want. I mean, the click rate on those is like less than 10%. You know what I mean? You can send out surveys, but they nobody's really filling them out. So um, at one point we had just to get an excitement generated about the show, we did a social media campaign. Um, the campaign um, for, for, I'm sorry, for promotion, these trade show committee did this campaign where we picked about 50. Um, people in our industry that just had a great following, had a voice and we sent them a kit and the kit had all these really cool items, high-end items that were donated by the suppliers that were exhibiting at the show. Um, and we gave them a task and we're like, Hey, listen, this is the product we want you to use today. Run wild with it. And the results were amazing. We, we boosted registration right off the bat, which then gave suppliers more of a reason to exhibit. Um, Gosh, and I'll start there, but that was kind of more from like a service provider side okay. of it from being on the committee. But as a supplier, sorry, I don't want to take up the entire time. Um, as a supplier, what I wanted to do was um, I, being on the committee, I kept preaching about experiences, right? We're, don't sell booths. You know, they can go anywhere and see a booth. They go to these pop-ups and see booths. Let's sell experiences. So I wasn't going to not just show up and, and, you know, set up a booth. I wanted to provide this really cool you know, interactive, engaging experience. So I themed it boardwalk theme. Um, I actually went and rented a claw machine. Um, and in that claw machine, you could win one of three prizes. There was a hashtag. Um, the, the, the point was to bring people into the booth by using, you know, I use social media to promote it. Um, you win a prize and then you take a picture of yourself using that merch that you won with that hashtag. We were then able to kind of keep the momentum going throughout the show. People were coming to the booth. They were like, this was the best booth, which, you know, I was all up in my head about. But um, it was really good. And then we got to pull winners from social media. So it it really kept going the entire time. But more people need to do that because you only retain a certain amount of information when you go to these trade shows. Everything is new. Everything is great. Everything's the next best thing. So what are you as a supplier going to do to stand out from the rest of all the other new great things?
0: Right. So I got a notification that Facebook – we're no longer streaming on facebook which is fine we're streaming on linkedin and we have a a good crowd there so i'm not going to stop i'm not going to stop this because facebook is down um so let me uh move over to mitch mitch why do you think that you know distributors and suppliers are you know struggling to you know have that social media at, at, at their shows
4: Well, I think i like to focus on the social media part of your question. Like, you know, when I started doing this 20 plus years ago, our industry as a whole was really behind the times, behind the trends. Um, But I think it's gotten a lot better in the last five years or so. I mean, many suppliers have spent big bucks on photography to capture lifestyle images and that really help us distributors show their images best when we're doing proposals like ESP and Sage and Q and. You know, I would say as it relates to the trade show, I mean, some big suppliers like HPG and PCNA are really doing an incredible job with their own social media, um, driving people to the shows and encouraging them to do things like Meg was suggesting, where there's an interaction piece to it. Um, And HPG's trade show booths are really made for social media. I mean, especially when Nick Latour is running around asking crazy on-the-spot questions and dressed in his Nicky Wonka outfits, right? Um, You know, there's plenty of small suppliers that are stepping up as well, but I think we need to remember one of my favorite quotes from Maya Angelou, which is, people don't remember what you say or what you do, but they remember how you make them feel. And if we can do things like Meg is suggesting by making people feel good about visiting a booth, then I think that memory will last longer than that zigzagging experience that Bill was talking about, where who remembers what they saw in aisle one, two, or three, right? You just want to remember how you felt about a supplier. Sure. So that's sure. what I would recommend suppliers focus more on, is just the experience and the feeling.
2: Okay. Um, and Kelly. So um, experience for me was like dead on because we, myself, especially are so, I'm so big on how can we make this memorable? How can we make somebody feel like they, even if they're brand new to the industry, how can they walk into our booth specifically and feel like they are at a home? You know, they'll remember that place. They'll remember the education. They'll remember the support. So it's not only just creating the experience. But I think it's just remembering to actually be present on social media. And if you don't just do social media, if you don't just go for it, then how do you create the experience? How do people even know that you are offering them if, you know, a certain experience in your booth? In terms of getting that presence on social media, it's it's more about... What is it that they can remember you by? If you go live, even if it's for five seconds and you are able to show something that is going to get them to that booth, not five seconds, excuse me, five minutes, then that's another way to kind of capture them there. And then you can build even more of an experience with them in the booth um you know it's just in in the day of the world where there's more and more social media accounts developing more and more businesses being started how are you going to stand out in order to capture their business if there's rows upon rows of people doing the exact same thing um you know we're always trying to just think of something a little different even if it doesn't 100% correlate with you know, who we are as a company. It's how can we just be a little more interactive? How can we be a little bit more fun and just get them wanting to come back? Or even if they're like, I've got five minutes and I have to go there. That's a non-negotiable. They're going to make the time and not say, oh, I ran out of time that day.
0: Sure. sure. Um, so for this question, I thought about it, you know, and I'm thinking about, you know, what is what is preventing distributors and suppliers From actually using social media? You know, and I've thought about this question, and I agree with you, Mitch. I think that it's gotten a lot better over the last several years. Of course, the pandemic, you know, a lot of trade shows were canceled, but even before that, I started to notice that there was an influx of social media and there were a lot of, um, you know, suppliers, especially using social media really well. Now, at first, I thought, is it a lack of resources? Because you know, a lot of times what I noticed is that the social media people for the businesses are not going to go to the shows because they're the social media people, and I was one of that, one of them. I was in that situation where the first ten years I was at ASI, I didn't go to the shows. I was really like mission control. You know, I was kind of, um, you know, not. I was not there. I was getting fed. Uh, you know, the images and I was posting on social media. So I wasn't really there. Could it have been a lack of resources? Is is that what's preventing these companies from doing it? Could it be that the demographic in our industry is older? You know, I I, thought about that because I've been told since I started in this industry that this is an older industry. And the, you know, the boomers, you know, the older Gen Xs are sort of resistant to, I know Bill's, you know, I'm a Gen X too, but but I'm a social media person, so it doesn't resonate with me. Um, Or could it be the threat of people going direct, you know, a a distributor showing off a supplier's product and worrying about, that brand getting in front of their end buyer. Now, I'll just throw this up to anybody. Does anybody feel the way I I, I feel in terms of those three? Bill, I'll start with you on this
1: one. Yeah, I disagree with you 100%. Okay. Um, I think it's lack of planning is what it okay. is. I mean, think about what our industry is founded on, right? Our industry is the, oh, shit, of marketing. Oh, shit, I've got something in two weeks. What do I get for it? That's what 90% of distributors deal with with their clients. Not that that's good or bad, but it just an is. And I think sometimes... You know, look, our industry the, the pace of change in our industry moves at a glacial pace. Mm-hmm. And that's being kind, right? So yeah, there's probably a little bit of what you're saying, a little bit of lack of adoption. I can't prove ROI on it, so on and so forth. Honestly, I think it's more of lack of planning. Um, I think someone like what you used to do at Mission Control, people feeding you images, that can work just fine as long as there's purpose and planning behind it and what you're posting is intentional and it tells a story. And that story has an end result driving the distributor where you want them to be. But I think that's it more than anything else. It's just simple lack of planning and lack of understanding of what the power of the medium can do when done correctly.
4: Mitch, I know you're. Uh, yeah, I, I, would, I would really agree mm. with Bill. I think the planning is really the key here. So, like, before you go to a show, you need to make a plan for your social media. So, what are you looking for? Is it just fun shots of your team on the trade show floor? Are you looking to showcase new items and come up with like a top 10 list? Mm. Are you looking for eco friendly items? Are you trend spotting? Like, and then you got to think about things like what platforms am I going to post to? Is this an Instagram thing? Is it just a TikTok thing? Is it for a series of LinkedIn posts? And then you need to think about how you're going to integrate that into those posts. So I, I'll say this to everybody on the call, and I think we all know this, but taking the photos and the videos, that's the easy part, guys. Editing them, writing copy for them, scheduling the posts, working with your sales and marketing team and coordinating, like that's the hard part. But the good news is if you're there and you take the footage with a plan in advance, you could have someone help you with that backend stuff.
0: Exactly. Exactly. All right, Kelly, do you want to weigh in on
2: this? Oh gosh. I mean, the the planning is is key, right? Because if you just go and you're just trying to wing it is is what you're really trying to convey does it make sense? Could you have spent 5 more minutes in prep before that and had a 180 on the total outcome of, you know, how it's perceived? Just thinking about content as a whole, you know, if if you're talking about people need things in 24 hours right there, that is that's a video within itself. Um, You can take snippets from either different suppliers um, or if you're a distributor yourself, uh, get those key elements, those key items, and then that's what you are going to show your customers. Um, You know, it's all about how you're putting that content out there. And if you don't make the plan, then it's it's not going to be effective. And at that point, you're just spinning your wheels and wasting time. Okay.
1: Yeah, Can okay. I jump in real quick, uh, real quick, because then I'm sure yeah, Meg wants to say something, but just something Kelly said really jogged something, which was great. Uh, I love what you said, Kelly. You know, you can plan ahead a week ahead and have a shot list. Literally, you can look at your clients as a distributor. Who are my clients and what are they likely to possibly buy? Were they not likely to buy? Are their company anniversaries coming up? What events do I usually do? And you can tailor make the content, especially for them. I, we talked before we got on this uh, podcast, you know, I went on a cruise last week and yeah, it was fun, but it was for content. And that was the whole reason for it. And to test things out, we literally had a shot list of about 15 things every single day, where we were going to go, what we were going to shoot and in doing that helped us organize. And, and it, Again, being being intentional and being purposeful helps out a lot. I just wanted to jump in and, and say that. So if you look at your clients, you can really help guide what content you want to do as a distributor to uh, speak directly to your clients and have them kind of follow you throughout the, the entire journey of the trade show.
0: Absolutely. And I think we're going we're gonna to get into you know how distributors and suppliers should be using um, social media at trade shows. But Meg, I wanted to get your imp- input on this as well.
3: Um, just to kind of put a bow on it all, planning is, is really number one. I don't think most people understand what it takes to put together a one-minute video, a five-minute video, or a half-hour podcast every week. You know, finding the, just finding the guests, finding the content, finding all of the little things that go into it. There's a lot of moving parts. So planning is key. Also, I wrote down, because I didn't want to lose my thought... Um, it is about the journey, right? And and a quick story about that is the first time I walked into Jetline Promo, I was interviewing there back in the early 2000s. I walked in and they gave me a factory tour. This is before social media, so I didn't really know how stuff was done. And I saw them printing frisbees, literally one by one, and my mind was blown. I'm like, it's 2008, 2009. Like this is what technology is. So I think when people can see the journey of of the process of things, they start to understand it more. You don't. It, you don't just show up on day one a trade show and everything just happened. There's an entire journey behind that. So documenting that process along the way and then staying consistent um, in your messaging and your reasoning, what you're trying to get across, it's it's a big part of it. And I, I lack in that, I lack in the consistency and that's just really time management. Social media isn't my my paid job. So I do it as an add-on, right? I, I do it to keep the, keep the conversation going, keep the interest going. Um, but yeah, consistency, the journey, and the planning.
0: I think you touched upon something important there, Meg, which is a lot of people are doing this as an add-on to their job. Uh, certainly, I'm getting paid to do social media. I'm, um, you know, ex- I'm the exception. I'm not the rule. A lot of people in this industry have taken it on without much experience and have, to, and they you know, it's something that's in addition to what they're doing. I think a lot of people at trade shows will be told, hey, we also want you to do social media and they feel like it's not part of what they're getting paid to do and they take it on and they don't do it with the passion that we would hope somebody would do social media at a trade show. And I and I think that's very common, but I think as time goes on to Mitch, your, Mitch, your point about us doing it better, mm-hmm. I think we're starting to see the value in social media at trade shows and it's starting to get better. It's, You know, especially from the supplier side, the ones who have the products, I'm starting to see a lot more social media at trade shows and people are doing it well. And there's a lot that we can learn from what they're doing. Now, this is a good transition to the next question. I'm going to open it up to everyone, uh, even though, you know, it's a supplier perspective. uh, But what can suppliers be doing at trade shows? And I know we touched upon this a little bit, but how should vendors be leveraging social media at trade shows? Meg, I'm going to start with you you are with SNS and you know I'm sure you have a lot of great input for this question.
3: Yeah. So um, again, like I said, I've been preaching this last year. If COVID gave us anything, it gave us the opportunity to reinvent ourselves and to show people how we can do things differently. We don't have to do things the way we did before because all the things that are now available to us. Um, so going into it with that mindset and really trying to separate yourself I think being engaging in your booth, not just having product display, I mean, ETS, they have a beautiful trade show display every year. I love it, it's beautiful, but it's the same. I can just walk by it, great, I, it's the same thing. Um, the people who really did it well, I think set the bar for this engaging experiences was Numo back when they did their Barbie house at the Vegas show a couple of years ago. And ever since then, I'm, I'm seeing more and more cus more and more suppliers take note and, and start to do that. Um, at Promotions East this year, Charity Gibson and I were kind of tasked with oh, doing. Um, actually, we kind of made it up, but um, these NCAP experiences. We wanted okay. the distributors to walk through there and feel like they're actually in this experience. We had a tailgate experience, we had a kitchen experience, we had camping. Um, the tailgate, we pulled my truck onto the show floor, we had cornhole tournament, we had you know, coolers, everything camping. There was a tent, the kitchen, we brought um, a HPG, we had um. Uh, Maple Ridge, they brought all this food. So we. It, it was just so neat that you walk in and you're like, wow, this is an experience and people are going to remember that. And it's so much better than just doing a pop up and, and telling people what's new. So I, I would think engaging, interactive experiences moving forward.
0: I love that. And, you know, when people are experiencing something like that, their knee jerk reaction is is. Pick, or take your phone out and start taking video, and start taking pictures. So it just naturally transitions into a social, social, me, a social mediaable moment, if that's, if that's a word, social mediaable. But um, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure, <laughs> yeah, it is now. But it, it, for sure, you create an experience like that. People are going to um, want to take a video or a picture. I think of my wife, whenever we go gone to, to a restaurant, we can't eat until she takes a picture of it. I don't care if it's, you know mcdonald's or it's you know some high-end place it's like i gotta take a picture of this i'm like really okay it's an experience i get it um mitch i'm gonna um go to you on on this for this i mean
4: I, i think it's pretty simple i mean social media is designed to either educate entertain or inform so we need the suppliers to sort of help us with that part of the equation and i think entertained is probably the best of the three i would think for a trade show so suppliers just remember it's really really hard to show clutter on social media So do the best you can to come up with aesthetically pleasing booths that, you know, will film well, will just translate well to digital. That's really all I ask.
0: Okay. Kelly.
2: So the whole educate, entertain, and inform is, is perfect, right? Because I think at the end of the day, uh, people want real, no matter if it's business or personal side anymore, they want to see the behind the scenes. They want to see, Uh, Even the uh uh-ohs, the funnies, the bloopers, they want to be entertained um, and they also want to learn because that's one of the reasons why they are following you. And at shows, I think it's so important to kind of uh, diversify the type of content that you're putting out there because if you're always entertaining at a show on social media, then Mm -hmm. maybe somebody might view that as, well, I'm really going to learn. I'm, I'm going to be informed and take something home but then if somebody's going and they just want to have fun, they want to to remember why they're in the industry and they just, again, creating that experience, you can then provide the entertainment side of it. And not only is it interactive from all three of those categories, but you're opening up yourself to a variety of different people that maybe may not follow you previously or may not put you at the top of the list to be able to come into your space. No matter how big you are, um, you can do all three of those, the educate, entertain and inform uh, simply with a a tripod and your phone or prop it up on a stand. You know, I mean, people want to see your face. And I think the other thing is doing some type of collaboration. I know for us, uh, you know, in our industry, especially on the decoration side, it's a little a little different, but we love to do collaborations at shows. And um, we love to bring in apparel, you know, um, the apparel side. I know we've done stuff with SNS, and it's it's kind of creating that community. So if we can help you connect with somebody else, then now we're providing a value of of all of those things, and just kind of creating that. We like community, you know. So how can we put that in the social form?
0: I love that answer, and I think um, you know the education aspect of it. You guys do so well, and I think you know, up in before the pandemic, one of our most viral videos ever was one where I had done a video and I for, forget the woman's name who did the decoration, um, but she did a great job. I posted it on social media. We got probably 15, 20,000 views on it. It, it was amazing. Was it Jenna? No, it wasn't Jenna. It um, wasn't? Okay. No, no, it was not Jenna. It was, this was probably back 2018. Um, I, I can dig that up uh, later. But Honestly, you know, these types of demos, the product demos, the decoration, you know, showing people how to do things is certainly uh, an interesting part of a vendor's, you know, strategy. And I know that we all can't be Henner Gracie, you know, we all can't be this (laughs) carnival barking, you know, showman, uh, you know, and he does a terrific job at shows, you know, you always know where Henry Gracie is because there's a huge crowd and he attracts tons of social media. People love to, to see his stuff, but yeah, I mean, it's, but if you could do stuff like educate, you know, add a little bit of entertainment into that, you know, that, that is a winning formula. So uh, Bill last, Oh, go ahead, Meg.
3: Really, really quickly. Something that um, Kelly had said and it was bloopers and I second this because when you are showing up so if you're making some type of content you you're, you're on right you're on but when you have a blooper that, that's like you take that down a level and it almost humanizes you right so you actually get to see what they are off camera um I, I know i want to talk about what bill bill had this contest um for promocations and i i did one of the videos and i also had to do the blooper because the blooper was so funny and that actually got way more views than the other one that I did. That was supposed to be real. So yeah, and I, I really like the bloopers aspect. It humanizes you. You become less of an order taker and more of a friend. Like, human, oh they're, yeah. they're relatable.
0: <laughs> I, I look. I love bloopers. I love what you can do with them after the fact, for sure. We're doing, you know, a live stream right now, and I'm sure that, you know, bloopers. We can pull bloopers out of it, anything that we do. Um, Bill, I want to hear what you have to say on this topic.
1: I don't know if I can add to really what everybody said. The only thing I I think that wasn't touched on that I would do if I was a supplier to get people to my booth, I'd look at historical data. When are people not at my booth? When, when are the lulls? And that's where I, I would promote on social media before the show and during the show, come to our booth between X and Y use this secret word, whatever it is. And we're going to give you, 50 free spec samples of this, or we're going to waive setup for your fir- next 10 orders, or whatever things like that. Give again suppliers, remember your distributors are your salespeople, that's your sales force. Your job as a supplier is to sell product, the distributor's job is to sell purpose. What you need to do at that trade show is to get them familiar with your product so that they can sell the purpose. So get them to your booth. Give away some spec samples. Again, they're your sales force. Give them the tools they need to grow their business and your business will grow in turn.
0: That's great. Well, I love that answer. And I think, you know, I have a, a few notes for what for what I think the supplier should do. And, I, and Meg, you touched upon this um, earlier about sort of promoting or trying to drive interest before the actual trade show. And I think that's important. That should be, you know, part of the strategy for all suppliers, you know, just basically saying, using social media to promote that you're going to be at this trade show. But all, not all, only that, but while you're at the trade show, using social media to promote what's going on, encouraging people to get at your booths. Most trade shows in this industry have some sort of associated hashtag to use. Like for ASI shows, it's you know ASI Chicago, ASI Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, And find out what those hashtags are. Make sure you utilize them. Um, integrate a contest, you know, you know, contests are, are also in big, you know, in, in my mind, like, why would you not encourage people to come over to your booth, um, you know, fill out something, win something like, to me, I feel like that, that just, that creates a buzz that you want to have at these shows. And if you're not doing that, you know, you're, you're, you're missing an opportunity. Now we've, we've talked suppliers, let's talk about distributors now. Um, what can distributors be doing at the shows uh, you know, to, you know, to work with social media and, and to sort of you know, help get buzz going? Now I'm going to start with you on this, Mitch.
4: I mean, I think here's the obvious answer. I mean, distributors can use trade shows as an opportunity to show their client hot new items for future projects. I mean, if you look at it like that, like we're basically the personal shoppers, and trade shows are like Fashion Week, right? Um, we do the legwork. We find great sources for products. We keep our finger on the pulse of what's current, you know, plus I want to remind all the distributors out there, like, don't be afraid to get your supplier partners involved. Like take videos of them demonstrating products. You don't have to be on camera. They can be on camera or just do silly things with them. Like goofy dances, like set to the latest TikTok trending songs. Like we did, did that the Chicago ASI show and we had such a blast with our suppliers. We better connected with them. And then the final product was just fun to watch. So I think, um, I think that's probably my biggest advice
0: okay kelly
2: i think that's great i mean right there is the entertainment aspect of it and just doing that whole collaboration i think a lot of that goes to back to planning right why what type of content are you wanting to show that's an excellent time to categorize your your markets or if you're trying to get into a new market and I talk a lot about becoming the expert of whatever you're doing. And even if you're not the expert, it's what pieces of information can you hold on to grasp, uh, teach yourself that help you become the expert. So if you are looking at price points, that's one of the easiest ways to grasp people is because you've now created a selection for them, exactly what they needed in price points. You can do it for markets, uh, putting kits together. All of these things you can do with the the product at your fingertips versus having to wait on samples. Um, And then, yeah, there's going to be some behind the scenes, right? You're going to have to clip all of that together. But thank goodness for apps because I am not a video editor. But uh, there's a lot of apps that make me feel like I am one. Um, You know, and it takes a little bit, but you'll get there. But I think just going in and asking those questions, talk to those suppliers and go, tell me what your top ten pieces are, your top three, what what's the most reordered, um, whatever. All of that is information that I know buyers would want to hear because at least you know, time and time again, it's tried and true, right? You're not you're not putting something in their hands where maybe they're not happy. Somebody's gonna be unhappy at some point, but. You can at least become the expert in that two hours that you're doing your content and you had the help with your suppliers and, and interviewing each other, distributors inter- interviewing suppliers and vice versa. Use that. Right.
0: right. All right, Bill, I want to hear from you on this.
1: No, you don't. Um, right. I kind of already kind of already mentioned this at the top. You know, I think if I put myself in distributor shoes, I'd look at my client base. And I would tell them I'm going to my industry's largest conference. I wouldn't say trade show because that's just one of those t- sometimes pejorative terms, right? So I'd say I'm going to my industry's largest conference and uh, I'm going to be looking for things for you. So I'll be sending you things through social. If you want to follow me on my social, that's great. But I might send it to you through, uh, through Facebook Messenger or things like that if you're connected that way. And I think telling the story, knowing, understanding your clients before you step foot on that show floor being intentional about what you wanna accomplish in terms of sharing your experience, your story with your client. Uh, a clients is, is a huge opportunity to really make that connection. Wow, they're there 600 miles from where we're, uh, I'm at and they're thinking about me and my business and how they can help me. I think there's a lot of power on that and social media can tell that story. And again, if you go there with the intention not necessarily a shot list, but at least, okay, I know for this client, they've got a company anniversary coming up. They've got uh, a new CEO. They've got a a product launch, whatever it is. You can work at that and do a quick video and show it being used. Not just like, Hey, isn't this really cool? This is a glass. Show how people would use it. How are people going to interact with it once they get it? Maybe there's a packaging component that, that most end user clients think about. They don't think about that stuff. So you can, kind of tell a story very, you know, target your clients. Don't go there just to see what's new and don't ask suppliers what's new. No one cares. Ask them what's selling. That's a different question. That's a different social angle podcast. Sorry, (laughs) let me go back to where we're talking about. But I would absolutely go there. I'd I'd really try to be marketing for the clients I have and maybe one or two clients I want to have. And I try to get, uh, get in their mind of what they might be thinking. But yeah, that's that's I, I had mentioned it before, and then I'd let them know in advance. Hey, you know, you can follow me here. You can follow my little adventures here, because if you've done a good job of really oh, wow. forming that relationship with your uh, end user client, they're gonna want to follow it. Everybody's got tedious jobs, and a little bit of levity, a little bit of fun, a little bit of information entertainment or education whatever you're choosing to do and you can do it all at once it can be info edutainment right Uh, that's a word (laughs) uh you can really brighten up somebody's day and really again uh make that bond very very strong very very
0: solvent so i I love what you're saying there bill and i'm almost thinking that from a distributor perspective you're almost encouraging like little mini joe shows you know when i think of um you know i think of the joe show which we don't do anymore but we did for over 10 years where joe would just kind of yeah. find products take them off you know take them off the, the floor and then just kind of talk about you know what markets you can hit with this you know yeah. and these are what distributors can can also be doing for their businesses and i have seen people do that on the trade shows not, but it's not enough. not enough not
1: enough i mean i think you know some a lot of people will treat the large trade shows is like this family reunion and it is we're in a weird industry. We all kind of like each other, whether we're competitors or not. And it's awesome. But I think most people need to really start treating it as a business trip. I need to accomplish a B and C. I need to do that before I go to eye candy, which I would never go into anyway. It's creepy and disgusting, but that's beside the point. But (laughs) Accomplish the things you want to accomplish, but go there for those reasons. Don't go there just because I want to see what's new. Right. I can see that online. I can see that a bookmark that was a bookmark last year now has a blinky light on it, and that's a new product. I can see that online. I don't need to go to Vegas. I don't need to go to Orlando. I need to go to Fort Worth. See that. Go there with intentional to grow your business.
3: Love
0: it. All right, Meg. You're last on this
3: question. It's okay. I was writing a lot of notes, but I didn't want to like keep saying the same thing but we have we're in the most fun industry out there everyone that's like oh man your industry is so much fun it really is so distributors come come to the trade shows of the plan like everybody else said um talk to your customers like hey follow my journey i'm and and treat it like you are their personal shopper and it is supermarket sweep grab as much content you as you can you're going into the new product areas find something that's your niche that's something that you are passionate about maybe it's sustainability maybe it's desk products I don't know maybe it's athletic wear find something that you know that your customers know that you're already passionate about and make that like your theme for the trip for the trade show the conference whatever Um, do product reviews do fashion shows do demos don't make every single product a Joe show like this you know make everything a little bit different but make it fun and then end each little segment with a call to action you know, ask them what was your favorite product, or what would, what color would you like to see this in, or something along those lines, to get people to interact with that post. But inviting them to follow along, bringing different content, staying within some niches so it's not all over the place, um, and just have some fun. Have some fun with the suppliers. If you want, if you're doing a fun dance, ask them. And you know, I <laughs> I just I don't see enough distributors doing it right. Taylor Boris kills it you know, she has something a little bit different, but it all stays within her her persona. So, you know, right. you can do it right and you can do it okay.
0: Great. This has been a great conversation today. I really wanna thank you guys for contributing. And before, you know, I go, I wanna just go around and, you know, give everyone an opportunity to give, you know, your last pointers, your last tips, your last advice for distributors and suppliers who are attending uh, a trade show and want to use social media. I'm going to start with you on this, Kelly.
2: All right. So the biggest one is mess up, mess it up, because the only way you're going to learn, the only way you're going to get more comfortable and get better is to attempt and be okay with messing up because it's going to happen. <laughs> Even if you've been doing it for years, there'll be a day where you're going to mess up and you're going to have to roll with it. And not everybody started out just knowing exactly how to use utilize social media. So if Instagram is new for you and you're not quite sure, follow people around you, whether it is in different industries, um, competitors that you want to learn from, because you want to learn. You don't want to copy what they're doing. You just want to learn. And then there are social media experts out there that will also kind of help guide you that you can take bits and pieces of information. So don't think that you need to go read social media 101. You can do it actually from the app and learn a lot. Um, And the next thing is to ask questions i think the one of the beautiful thing about utilizing stories in instagram is actually being able to ask questions and if you're going to your conference which i like that better than a trade show even though we call it trade shows but i like i like conference in that term is what do you what do you want to see what are you looking for because there's a lot of times people will actually tell you and you do not have to search for the answer or think of something, if you just feel like you're in a stump, most of the time, people will be willing to give you the content ideas. You just have to execute them. So it's okay. Mess up. <laughs> That's the I,
0: I love the messing up. And hopefully you got the video running and you'll have plenty of blooper reels <laughs> yes, after you yes. mess up. You know, I love what you said there. I mean, certainly try things and you're going to mess up when you first try them. The first time you go live, you're, you're going to mess up. But that's all good. You're gonna get better from doing that, and you know, from that, you're gonna you know take a lot of experience. You know, everyone went live, one you know for the first time at some point, and none of us were yep. comfortable doing it, I'm sure. Um, but here we are. You know, we're we're still doing it. I'm you know like seven years later. I'm still doing it. Um, so I love that, um, Bill. I want to hear from you. Yeah, Always well, want to hear from you on this.
1: <laughs> that's the only person in the history of ever who said that. Um, so. <laughs> One I mentioned before, be purposeful. No, you know, prepare in advance. Create kind of a list for each day what you want to accomplish and when you want to share it, how you want to share it. Make that list; it'll make your life so much easier, so you don't forget. you're on the show floor, number two, be authentic. I can't stress that enough. Be who you are. Don't be some weird version you think people want you to be. Just be you. Mm-hmm. I know Meg very well. I know uh, Mitch really well. Then I know you fairly well. I don't know you, Kelly, but I would I would argue say both Meg and Mitch, who I've spent time outside with at restaurants and bars, I'm the same person here as I would be at the bar. I'm, I, that's, I'm just who I am. Love me, hate me. And there's plenty who, you know, are on either side of that, but be authentic. You can't be everything to everybody. When you try to be everything to everybody, you're nothing to know everybody. That's just the bottom line. And then don't, you know, don't do it for the likes and comments. Do it because It's something that's going to help you propel your business forward. Don't worry about engagement. People who chase likes and comments, you're never going to be successful on social media because it it becomes this ridiculous up and down of, oh, did they like it? Did they not? Who knows? Who knows who (laughs) sees it? Some people engage with it. Some people don't. And then the last one I would have is share your journey. We're all, all of us are 10 years plus in this industry. So we've seen it all. Every trade show, we're all jaded. It's a bunch of stuff and da, 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 da. To our clients, it's not that way at all. They're fascinated by this weird little industry where we deck, you know, we we take these wonderful pieces of merchandise, decorated nuggets of goodness, and we use them as marketing tools to accomplish fantastic things. You have to take off your jaded glasses and try to look at it from the perspective of the first time you walked on that trade show floor and how overwhelmed you were. Oh my gosh. I had no idea the industry was that big. And when you take it from that perspective, it kind of gets you excited again to see it for the first time. So try to try to look at it through the, the first time as you're creating that content for social media to share with your clients. And I think that uh, that's all I've got to say about that. All as right. Forrest Gump would I can't
0: say. imagine. I can't imagine you have any enemies, Bill. <laughs>
2: nuggets of goodness is amazing. Can I just. <laughs> nuggets, of nuggets of goodness.
0: All right, Meg, I want to hear from you on this.
3: Yeah. So it was hard to like come up with something because everything was pretty much said by these great my great co-hosts here. Um, the first, thing I was writing down so I didn't forget it was be vulnerable. And then she was saying mess up. Yes, you're going to have to mess up. And then I thought Bill was going to say when I last time he went live, he was announcing something and they cut off all their heads. It was hilarious. But you know what? When you mess up, sorry, (laughs) it gives you that opportunity to redeem yourself. So you're getting another chance to kind of get in front of that audience and then make fun of yourself. Being authentic and humanizing yourself, it it literally takes that stigma away of they're just an order taker. They'll just take my order. They work 24 They're a machine. You know what I mean? We're all humans. We're all people. We all make mistakes. We all know how to have a good time. You're more relatable when you can present yourself as someone who makes mistakes, right? If I'm sitting here doing everything perfect and then I'm going to give people that, oh my gosh, you can't talk to her. That's, she, you know, it's not that yeah. way at all. I am who I am. Just like Bill is. It's, we all have to be that way. And I don't know. That's, that's really all I have. You guys all nailed it with all no, the recommendations. Perfect. And be, that's perfect. Yeah, I love the human,
0: the right. authentic, the authenticity, you know, just be yourself. Uh, it'll shine through your social media. Mitch,
4: Alright, so I have three final thoughts um, one focusing on the entertainment part of um, educate, entertain and inform. Uh, and I think this lends itself to beautiful blooper reel, go into the show with thinking you're going to do something silly, right? And we've all been a show. So think about going into the Cap America booth and putting like 16 caps in your head and just running around and doing the you know, caps for sale nonsense, right? Um, Meg, I just thought of this, go to the SNS booth, put on like 16 shirts and do, could I be wearing any more shirts? Right. I mean, like there's <laughs> so many possibilities for silliness. And then how about those rubber ducks that we see at all shows? I and mean, we've got 7,000 on the table. There's got to be something fun we could do with those. And they're sure the bloopers is so do associated with those. Two more thoughts, things that haven't been said today. Don't forget to take lots of B-roll. So various videos around the trade show to fill in during any, any editing. Um, having more footage is always mm-hmm. way better than having less. You can't go back to the show, but you can always cut, right? Yeah. And then finally, for anyone listening, still listening, <laughs> Uh, despite all this advice we just shared today, like don't overthink it. Just get out there and do something because something is better than nothing. So go out there and take some social media videos.
0: Excellent advice from all of you. I would, uh, you know, my one thought in this was entertain. You know, and I think we touched upon that. There's nothing more I think important than again showing your human side, showing that you can have fun it's not all business people go to social media to get away from business a lot of times they go there for the fomo bill you touched upon it you know a, a lot of people go to the trade shows just to see people that they've known for years they you know it's they want to see what's going on at the show and it's not just business they want to see the people who you know they they may not have seen for a long time they want to see uh, people having a good time they want to see you having a good time and Mitch, I see you do a lot of these videos. I'm seeing a pop up on TikTok now where it is it is 100% fun. It is 0% business. And I'm like, he gets it. He gets it. Like this is what social media is for a lot of people. And this is how you stand out. You know, a lot of brand awareness, a lot of people staying or brand staying top of mind comes out of videos that are fun. You know, it's not business. It's not, you know, this is what I got. This is what I got. It's, it's just having fun. You know, and that's what social media is for a lot of people, getting away from business, going somewhere else, and just taking 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and having fun. So thank you, everyone, on this panel. Real quick, I don't want to go without you know getting your contact information. Just I'm going to go around for anyone who's interested. Uh, Bill, I'll start with you.
1: Well, I'm sorry. It was a question. I wasn't paying attention. I thought we were done. <laughs> Seriously. I, I really was checking an email because I That's thought okay. we were done and I'll admit it. I do it. Everybody else does. Oh, so we all question. do that.
0: We all do. Uh, contact info for anyone who wants to reach you.
1: Oh, nobody wants to reach me, but you can, if you want at bill at marketingcom Follow me at Bill Petrie on social networks. And, and I promise you I'll pay attention.
4: <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Mitch. Uh, just Mitch silver on LinkedIn and, I'd uh, love to connect with anybody.
0: All right. Kelly.
2: All right. Several places heat print with Kelly is Instagram. And then the stalls heat printing is, um, well, obviously that's my roles, content and education. So you can find me there and you can also find me on LinkedIn, at Kelly Walters with a Y. All
0: right. And Meg.
3: Uh, I'm pretty much just Megan Erber or Meg Erber on everything. I think I'm the only Meg Erber, Megan Erber in the world. I'm pretty sure. There might be Megan like Erbert, so don't add that T on. Um, so, yeah, any type of search on any social media, you should be able to find me. And my email is merber at ssactivewear.com.
0: Merber, I like that. Oh, I didn't that's know that. Awesome. Vin,
1: Vin, where can we find you as I try uh, to direct my uh, ASI Central, here? any I'm ASI Central How social you...
0: media. Okay. Um, where you just find me on LinkedIn, Vincent Triscoll. There are more than one, unfortunately, so look for me with the ASI logo
1: next to it. Not not from where we're sitting. Well, there you go. All
0: right. Thank you so much today. Uh, This has been a great conversation, and we'll see you next time on The Social Angle.